The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show with host Rick Zamprin. Good Saturday morning once again. Yes, we have a jam-packed show for you today. If you are buying or selling your home, you got to call the Golfie team because Golfie gets it sold. And they're the first ever real estate team in this city to sell a 1,000 homes in a year. What's the phone number? Well, if you've been living under a rock, it's 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Follow the Golfie team on social media. They're dominating that landscape. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And if you have a topic idea for a future show or a question for the Golfie team you would like them to address, send them an email. Questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions questions at robgolfie.com. We have a special guest on the show today. Carrie Trembinski is the Vice President, Communications and Community Engagement with St. Joseph's Healthcare Foundation. We say good morning once again to Rob and hello to Carrie. How are you guys doing? Great. I got Carrie here right beside me. And uh, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Good morning, Rob and Rick. Thanks for having me on. Nice to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We're going to dive into a number of uh, different issues that uh, St. Joseph's Healthcare Foundation is tackling. They have a new initiative that they are uh, launching or have launched. So we'll dive into that. Before we get to that, though, let's talk a little bit about real estate because it's been, well, an interesting time on, uh, on the real estate map here in Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara, really across the country. Rob, what's been happening of late? Well, the market has been changing, and we're noticing a lot of agents are starting to realize that the market is not as easy as it used to be, mm-hmm. and uh, and um, and they're looking uh, to uh, find a place. Uh, to, a lot of them are actually looking at teams, and we're open for realtors if they're looking at uh, you know changing or or want to uh, you know do more business because uh, we we do get a lot of leads that come in that are people are looking at buying and selling a house. And uh, we can we can help them because it, it, it is very expensive to uh, be a realtor. Um, you know, we're noticing that uh, agents are, are reaching out to, to join teams and agents are recognizing the enormous investment it, it takes to sell a home in this market and realize they need a, a full service team behind them uh, to help them uh, get homes sold. So I just wanted to put it out there that we are looking for realtors and if you're a realtor listening uh just give us a call even if it's just uh, for a coffee or just a, a quick phone call over the phone get get a hold of us but the one thing i really want to share with you which is pretty funny rick is um we get a uh we get all sorts of calls all sorts of types of calls mm-hmm. we get a call from someone uh and 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 asking that uh they want to put their condo up for sale and um and they want to you know, wanted somebody to come over, but the, but the criteria was they're, they're a nudist and they want somebody to come and they want to interview one of our agents in the nude. And I'm like, what? Wow. So we kind of, we kind of like, uh, you know, we're just, you know, we, we sent a message out to our team chat just to have some fun, see who's, and, and there, you should have seen the comments. There, there that were no takers. Our chat. No, well, there was no takers, but everybody was joking around uh, on, on our chat, and uh, 
but we, uh, we, we refuse that appointment and, uh, just something that, uh, we just don't, uh, do. So I don't know if there's another realtor out there that actually did this. Uh, you know, so we'll see. Uh, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they found somebody eventually, but, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, Rick, uh, you know, I mean, you could do uh, your show in the nude if you wanted to, couldn't you? I, if you were well, during COVID working at home. You know what? Producer Jerry might have an issue with that. Uh, he votes no. He's shaking his head saying, no, that's that's not a good idea. So, no, that, that won't be uh, the case going forward. But was this, did you figure out whether this was a serious call or were they joking or, or uh, what? I, I, think it, I think it was a serious call. Wow. It, it's just this, you know, this person just... Uh, you know, wanted uh, to interview somebody in the nude. I mean, it wasn't like he was requesting a, a male or female, like, right. uh, but he, he just wanted. Um, and it, it, and it's funny, some of the stuff, the, the requests that we get is, uh, you know, when we go to people's homes, it's funny what we run into or what we come across. But this is a first. Uh, and uh, so this is, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty, uh, uh, the, the funny chat about this was when we sent it out to our team uh, as a joke to see who would, uh, who would, and, but it was all joking, but there's no way we would, uh, we would uh, do this. Yeah. Uh, our team would not uh, participate in that. So we said, thank you, but no thanks. And, uh, and we'll just leave it that way. But I, I'm curious to find out if we did get an address because I want to see who's got the <laughs> listing on this thing. So, and then uh, see see if they did did find somebody. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look at that and see uh, if anybody did list the, wow. the home uh, in the nude. So that, I'm, that, that is I'm, incredibly guy, that's incredibly interesting because you know would would the stipulation be anyone who checks out the place has to be in the nude or you know when you sign the documents you got to do it in the nude? It's very it's it's really uh, odd. I think I think as soon as you open the front door, uh, you are taking your clothes off. <laughs> so, a pretty wild request. Uh, something we would not uh, uh, take it, but uh, you know, I'm sure somebody did, and they probably got a big uh, hefty commission from it. Maybe we'll see. I know this was a condo, <laughs> but does it have like a floor to ceiling windows? Is this? Nudist, oh, probably because uh... this guy's a nudist. He probably <laughs> he probably wants people to see him. That's it. So yeah. I'm sure he, I'm sure he's in one of the new condo buildings uh, downtown Hamilton, possibly, and uh, <laughs> and he's got floor to ceiling uh, windows. Yeah, no doubt. I, I only ask because yeah. producer Jerry just uh, wrote on his a little <laughs> on his sheet. Does he live in a glass house? Uh, that might be the yeah. case. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, let's that, talk. Let's talk about something a little more serious, and that is uh, statistics in this market. We have a range of numbers that. Uh, you've crunched and, and are looking at and uh, well things are looking rather interesting these days yeah so i i just brought the numbers we don't have the final numbers from the real estate uh, board mm -hmm. yet they're just coming out uh in the next uh, day um but anyway i was looking at the um average sale price and 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 transaction numbers in the hamilton area so uh, in Hamilton, our peak month was uh, February, which I always tell people, get your house listed in February, you're always going to do well. Now, February of this year in, in the Hamilton surrounding area, uh, the average sale price was $1,021,595. Now, May, the average sale price was uh, $900,000. And uh, so it's down 12% from, from February to May. Mm -hmm. Now, so that's, that's down 12%. Now, but here's, look at this ironic thing here. In Niagara, from February to May, they're only down 3%. Wow. 
Okay. So, so everywhere, like the market everywhere, you know, we're hearing, you know, markets coming down a bit, coming down a bit in, in average sale price. Um, in Halton, down 16%, higher end homes, they're going to, they're going to get the feel a little tougher and harder, yep. but they're still, they're, they're still doing strong numbers in, uh, in unit sales. They're still doing strong unit sales numbers, but minus 16% in Halton. Now, if you look in 2017, we had another boom there, right? Now from the highest selling average month in, uh, 2017, towards the end of the year where it averaged out, it averaged out minus 14%. So in this, this kind of, uh, I always tell people just hang in there cause we're in that adjustment period. Hamilton is down 12. So we're not that far off. That's we're right. almost, it's almost done. It's all, I, I think we may see another two or three points uh, difference and that's it. And then it's going to flatline. Uh, the way the market's working right now it is uh, it, it's kind of a, on a pause. Right. The only people that are buying right now are the people that have to buy. They probably sold and they need to buy a house. But a lot of houses out there for sale, they're priced right. They're bang on price, but they're not getting any showings. And so it's not I don't think you need to put reduce your house it just uh, yet. But, um, but because if it's because the, the part the people aren't there looking as much, but you have to wait for that to happen. So once it starts picking up with showings and everything, and if you're not getting any, uh, offers, then that's the time to reduce. But right now it just depends on, on the property, the location and everything else. Look at, look at Niagara. Niagara only came down, uh, during the, during the 2017, 3%. And Niagara is the same way, the same way. Like if you look, uh, Niagara, uh, sorry, Niagara is only down 3%. Niagara did the same thing in 2017. And it's just because it's affordable. Hmm. And uh, so, and, and I'm sure Brantford's the same way. They're probably not coming down as much in, in average sale price because it's still affordable. A lot of GTA buyers are coming this way and outside buyers. And they're looking for something that they can sell and they can afford. Uh, I mean, obviously they can afford it if they're selling in the GTA. But it's something that it's still to them is still a great price. So, um, I, I think we're, it's, it, you know, this, this transition, this market, uh, adjustment that we're in is going to, hopefully it's going to be over very soon. I think it's going to level off in, in probably the next couple of weeks. That's my opinion. So we've already hit that, uh, you know, that minus figure in terms of a uh, adjustment correction, however you want to uh, table it, you know, minus 12 at this point. Back in 2017, it was down minus 14% from May to November, but you're anticipating that that flat line is going to happen uh, in, in a matter of weeks as opposed to a matter of months. Yes, I, I think it's going to, and then you're going to see the market start picking up slowly again and things are just going to be at a balanced, balanced market. Just, uh, I, we are definitely a repeat of 2017. The sad thing is the only difference is um, the height of 2017 price was uh, uh, 500, uh, almost 550,000 and they ended up at uh, 473,500. Um, so that, that's the difference. But um, can you imagine like those prices, like 2017, <laughs> we thought those homes prices were heavy. Yeah. <laughs> they look like peanuts now compared to, uh, compared to what house prices are now. And uh, like in Hamilton, you know, our average sale price uh, just in May was uh, nine hundred thousand our average sale price. So I mean it was over a million in uh, in February. So 
So it just, yeah, we just got to wait and, you know, interest rates now. Now we got to get used to the interest rates. That's mm-hmm. it. And because uh, that's where it's going to be for, a, I think, for a while, we'll right talk, around that, that numbers that we're at now. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the latest interest rate hike and what that is, uh, what kind of impact that will have on the housing market. And we'll talk about whether or not there is going to be some sort of crash. Some are predicting. If so, could it be a big one? Will it be shallow? Will it even happen at all. And big news on the way from the St. Joseph's Healthcare Foundation as well. Stay tuned. The Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition continues on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Sanford with you, alongside Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Find them online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob G O L F I dot com. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales. 905-575-7700. They're dominating the social media scene. Find the Golfy team on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter, and send them an email with a topic idea or a question, real estate related, of course. Questions at robgolfy dot com is the email address. That's questions at robgolfy. Dot com. Still to come, big news from St. Joseph's Healthcare Foundation. And by the way, we're pleased to be joined by our special guest, Carrie Trembinski, the VP of Communications and Community Engagement with the Foundation. Stay tuned for that latest announcement. We'll also talk about whether or not we're going to see uh, a real estate crash. Some people are predicting that. But let's get into interest rates. Earlier this week, the Bank of Canada once again raising its benchmark interest rate to 1.5%. It's up half a percentage point. And maybe even more importantly, signaling that more hikes are on the way, whether that's 2%, two and a half, two and three quarters, two and a quarter, whatever the case is, we're going to be paying more. Rob, what kind of impact is this latest rate hike going to have on real estate? It is making an impact. They're trying to slow down inflation, and and that's what they're doing. Just you know, prior to COVID, uh, or COVID, they were trying to stimulate in inflation, and that's why they lowered the interest rates. Now we've got uh, them trying to slow it down, and they're raising the interest rates. But but again, it wasn't a normal interest rate at you know one one and a half percent, two percent. Those were great numbers. I, I don't know if we'll ever see those uh, low interest rates ever again. So, and and the young people that that came into the market and you know and that's all they know is those interest rates. They feel for those people, they feel that it, it's wow, what's going on? It's that's that's crazy. It's like this. How can we can we afford houses? But that's actually not like the interest rates aren't bad compared to what I I paid. I remember when I was I buying houses in the like 1990, 
in, in 91. And when I was 20 years old, it, they were like 12, 13%. And, uh, you know, I, we knew they were high. We knew they were high then. And, but I knew they were eventually going to come down. And that's why I only always renew the mortgages on my investment properties back then uh, when you're open. So, if, so I can get out of them quickly. I think that what's going to happen is we're going to end up at uh, somewhere around 5%, even 6% possibly. And those, that, that's a normal interest rate for anything to operate at a normal level. It, I think we will probably see some, a little bit of hikes coming up, but now they, they've actually accomplished what they wanted. They've slowed uh, down the, the market, but they don't want to shut down the market. So they're, so they're watching it very carefully and it, and it has not shut down the market yet. So, I, I think um, it needs to be done. Uh, I, I don't like it being done because it's affecting me because I own a lot of investment properties and all those properties now uh, are, you know, my mortgages are, are higher on, on all those properties. But I, uh, I just think it's, uh, I just think it's just part of uh, what the uh, government has to do to keep things rolling and, and slow down inflation. Is it a topic, too, because as interest rates rise, obviously mortgage rates rise, and the stress test becomes uh, even, an even bigger factor, especially for first-time home buyers. Is that a topic of conversation when you're meeting with people? Absolutely, because, you know, like, if, if you get, if you, like, let's say the, you're qualifying for 4%, and the, the stress test is 6%, it, it's going to be hard for them to afford anything that is available on the market. There is nothing available on the market. And, and uh, so it, it, it's going to be difficult for, for those people. Now um, that stress test is, is the killer. Now what really hurts is those people that signed a five-year mortgage at 2% and now they have to, when the renewal comes up, they're going to be at 4%. Some of these people may have to sell their house because they, it, that's a big jump or maybe even, you know, 6%. It just depends what they signed up for when they, they receive their mortgages. So they're so used to it. And that, that 2% difference can make a huge difference on the renewals of a lot of young people that, that locked in at, uh, five years ago. So it, uh, it's, it's, it's going to change a lot of people's lives. There's no doubt about it. And, and, and it's going to change more the life of the younger people because they're not used to it, but they just, you know, they'll find a way to afford it. They just got to cut back on different things, but, with gas rates going up and everything else going up, it, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough goal. Everybody's going to have to not go see uh, you know movies or restaurants and go to restaurants as much as they used to. Uh-huh. Uh, we've heard the term over the last little while, at least, about a real estate crash, a price correction. We were just talking about it in our previous segment. Uh, BMO Capital Markets out with uh, some thoughts on this, uh, basically saying that Canadian real estate is overvalued by 38% and it needs a big drop to accommodate rates. Now, it's not predicting a 38% drop in house prices um, and doesn't really have a figure in mind, but uh, says it's probably going to be a lot less than that. And it'll take about 15 years for Canadian real estate to uh, recover from this correction. Um, is, is this uh, a bunch of hot air? Are they are they onto something? Is is something in the water in terms of further price corrections down the road? They're way off. Um, there 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 is an adjustment happening in the market, and we're and and just like we talked earlier, you know, in the Hamilton area, it's adjusted by twelve percent. It's probably got another, I'd say, two to three percent, and I think it's going to level off there. 
in uh, Burlington, it was six, uh, Burlington Halton, six, 16%. It'll probably, that'll get adjusted probably by another two to three, 4% in, uh, in Burlington because those prices were extremely high. Niagara hasn't, hasn't hit yet. It may hit uh, next month where there's a little bit more of a, a, an adjustment. Uh, for some reason, Niagara always seems to, you know, escape the, uh, that, that uh, correction when it goes through. It's just very minute. So I don't think it's going to be as high. Like, I I think he's right between 10 and 20%. There's no doubt. And I think we're almost there. And uh, again, remember, we've got a shortage of homes in in Ontario. Like it, it, like it's not, this is not like the nineties, the nineties. It took the full decade, the housing, when, when the market corrected itself, it's stayed stagnant for, for the, the next, six, seven years, eight years. It just stayed stagnant. So if you bought a house in 1992 for $165,000, in 1999, chances are you sold it for $165,000. It just stayed stagnant. But, uh, but we, ha- we will probably never see that again. But now uh, with the shortage of homes, immigration, we have it. Uh, I don't know why they call it a crash because a crash is something that happened in, ni- in 1930 with the, with the Depression. Uh, this is just a market correction. We had a spike that happened in January, well, January, February, well, mostly February. There was a huge spike, and uh, and which was unrealistic, uh, and it and it just happened. And then now it's adjusting itself. We will always be higher than what the average sale price was last year. So, I mean, it's not realistic for housing prices to jump uh, twenty, thirty. 40% in, in one year. And especially in three months from 2021 in November, December versus uh, January, February, March in 2022. So, I mean, if you bought, you're fine because in, in within 18 months to two years, you're going to be back, back to normal. You're, you'll, you'll start building equity again. Now, if you sold and, uh, and, and you sold during this early time of the year and you didn't have to buy another house. Well, congratulations. You did very well. And I think, uh, Carrie here was just telling me that her parents, uh, sold, I think, was it February, Carrie? Was it February? Yeah, it was. It was right at the peak of the market there. They left out. Yeah. It was like, boom, like it's like they hit it right bang on at the right time. And, uh, and they, and now they're renting. They're, they're they renting. Are. I mean, they're of the age where, you know, they needed kind of a one floor place. So they decided to rent a lovely condo on the lakeshore now. And yeah, you know, it, for some people, I think it really, it worked out, but you're right that if you need to buy another house, it must be trickier, I'm sure. Well, and especially now where people get trapped is where they sold their, uh, they sold their house and uh, no, no. Yeah. They sold their house and they buy another one in the same market is fine. But it's when they buy a, a, their house in in a high market and then they sell, and that transition can happen. Like mm-hmm. it, it, like sometimes it could take you know four weeks to six weeks to sell a house. So if you if you bought in let's say February and then you wanted to put your house at, up, your house sells at the end of March or April. You it, it, it literally it costs you money. You lost. Because now you're thinking you were going to get X amount of dollars for your house. You didn't get it. And the market changed. A lot of people got caught into that. And, uh, and, and they're feeling the pain on that. They're feeling the pain because they bought high and sold a little less than what they thought they would get just because of the market change. But I, I think this BMO guy, I mean, 
I think he's uh, between 10 and 20%. Well, that's happening. That's, that's a given, but uh, uh, I, I don't think it's going to, I don't, in certain markets, there may be a 20% in certain, and look at Niagara, only 3% so far in Hamilton, it's 12 and it'll probably hit probably 14% in uh, Hamilton, maybe 15 the most, but I, that's, that's as basic as it, that I don't think it's going to be any more than that. You're listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. You can call Hamilton and Burlington's top real estate team, the Golfy team, 905 575 7700. Online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob G O L F I. Dot com. Let's hear from our special guest now. Carrie Trembinski is the VP of Communications and Community Engagement at St. Joseph's Healthcare Foundation. Uh, Carrie, welcome to the show once again. Uh, you guys do a lot of tremendous work in this community. Oh, thank you very much. We do try, and we're really fortunate to, you know, have a generous community that's really happy to support the hospital, especially if it's the past few years for sure. What's the mission statement? Well, uh, we strive to work with the community to raise and steward funds that really help the hospital to purchase equipment, uh, fund research studies, and support patient care programs. You know, I think a lot of people, and we're really fortunate uh, in Canada to have this health system that is generously funded by uh, by the province, but it doesn't cover everything. You know, it doesn't cover all the costs of new equipment or of research studies. So, you know, we just try to educate people that, you know, we, we're really fortunate to have a great health system, but it really is only the excellence is really um funded by generous donations from the community. That's what enables us to find new cures, to do robotic surgeries and, and things that, you know, make our Hamilton a healthier place. There's so many, there's been so many success stories as well at St. Joseph's Healthcare Hamilton because of the foundation. What are some of those big check marks, some of those proud moments that you can reflect on? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm lucky because I've been, um, I'm fortunate to have been at the hospital for probably 12 years now. So I'd say one of the biggest ones was the building of um, the Margaret and Charles uh, Center for Integrated Healthcare on the west of campus. So that's a brand new um, you know, center that brings together mental health care with medical care, erases all of the stigma uh, that previously surrounded that field and really is, a, you know, an inclusive place where people can go and seek the help they need. So I'd say that was a, a tremendous milestone made possible by the support of our community. And um, robotic surgery is very, very cool. Um, and that, but that's not why they do it, right? If you talk to the surgeons at St. Joe's about what the, what robotic surgery can do, it's making cancers that were previously thought to be inoperable operable. Um, it's letting people go home within a day or two of their major cancer surgery, you know, smaller incisions, less infection, faster healing. And, you know, that's the stuff that philanthropy is making possible at St. Joe's. It really is remarkable. You mentioned mental health, mental health care. It's been, you know, a hot topic during uh, the Ontario election campaign. Uh, it's certainly been top of mind for many, as many suffer with some sort of mental health uh, issue. Uh, we have a we have a mental health week, uh, mental health day. Um, it is top of mind, and rightfully so, because a lot of people are struggling. What is St. Joe's and and the foundation doing in this regard? Yeah, mental health is a huge priority, um, you know, for the hospital and for the foundation as well. Like you said, um, you know, the long lasting impacts of, you know, of isolation, of physical distancing, um, of the pandemic, the stress and the worry that kind of came along with it. Uh, it's having a mental, uh, an impact on the mental health of Canadians and certainly of those people in our region, as well as, you know, um, our healthcare workers who have been watching the impact of the pandemic on our community uh, and coping with, you know, uh, feelings of, 
you know, again, their own fear, anxiety of bringing that home to their families or, or watching people, you know, struggle with it every day in the hospital. So uh, what we're doing about it, yes, that has been a huge priority is raising funds to kind of expand our mental health and addictions programming at the hospital so we can better serve the community. Um, so one of the projects we've been working on is the renewal of our emergency mental health care service. So, um, you know, St. Joe's is the only emergency mental health service for people ages 17 and over. Um, so we're kind of going to double the footprint of that space. Um, you know, really building programs for our healthcare workers, for the community. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a huge need and we know it and, uh, and we're really working towards that. We know there's been a massive wait list uh, induced by the pandemic. Many surgeries and procedures, operations had to be postponed because, well, we, we were trying to protect our frontline healthcare workers who were trying to uh, make everyone who had COVID a little bit better. Uh, I want to get to this uh, after the break in terms of some of the funding priorities and some of the other things that the foundation is working on. We're also going to get to uh, a big announcement with a new initiative coming from the foundation later on in the show. And we'll also have an update on the Golfy grad signs go green. Stay tuned for that. Don't forget, if you want to sell your home or you're in the market to buy a house, call Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara's top real estate team, the Golfy team at 905-575-7700 online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob G-O-L-F-I dot com. Stick around. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with you. Rob Golfy is a sales representative with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfy team. You can find him online at robgolfy.com. Call the Golfy team at 905-575-7700. Follow them on TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfy team, send them an email. Questions at robgolfy.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfy.com. And while you're on the World Wide Web, head over to either Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, many many more, and check out the Rob Golfy Real Estate Show podcast. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. Our special guest today is Carrie Trembinski, the VP of Communications and Community Engagement with St. Joseph's Healthcare Foundation. And just before the break, we were talking about some of the different priorities of the foundation, mental health supports being one of those. Um, as we know, a lot of procedures have been canceled, postponed, pushed back because of the pandemic. Um, is this a big focus for the foundation? Um, yeah, it's a big focus for us and for the hospital too. You know, so we are seeing, uh, as we do in summer months traditionally, a decline in the number of COVID cases in our community, which is fantastic news. So that enables us uh, in turn at the hospital to kind of ramp up our patient volume and kind of get through that backlog a little quicker. Um, one of the things that we're raising funds for is actually uh, to construct a space to put a new CT scanner in the emergency department. So that would um, not only help people in eMERGE to get the scans they need a little bit quicker and, and the diagnosis they need sooner, um, but it'll also bring our total number of CT scanners to three. 
which will help address that backlog in non-urgent uh, diagnostic imaging procedures and help us clear that a little faster too. Um, so yeah, the community has been really great about responding to that appeal. Um, you know, we're not quite at the at the 1.8 million, I think it is, that we need to kind of put it in the emergency room just yet. Um, but certainly the community has been very supportive. I think we're uh, just over uh, $550,000 raised so far. So that's a huge priority for us in the near future. Well, while we're talking about that, how can someone contribute to, to that initiative specifically? Uh, well, they're welcome to either call us at the office, so that's 905-521-6036, or go online at stjonesfoundation.ca, and uh, there's an online donation form, and you can learn more about it under our fundraising priorities section of the website. Big. We, um, we have to we have to cr- create more billionaires in town to uh, <laughs> to have them give big donations. Rob, Every you're almost. Yeah. You. Yeah. Rob, you're almost there, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> I, I think I don't know if I'll make it in my lifetime. I doubt it. <laughs> I wish. I wish. A big part of healthcare, Carrie, as you know, is research, and there's a lot of funding that goes into that as well. But it's also a focus of St. Joe's and, and many other excellent hospitals we have in this in this province and in this country as well. Talk about the research part of it. Yeah, I mean, we're really fortunate at the hospital. It's a, you know, it's an academic teaching hospital. Um, we have the Research Institute of St. Joseph Hamilton right on site, um, and they do all kinds of research. So um, anything from clinical trials of new treatments to basic science research to kind of uh, researching the, uh, into the way that we care for people and how that bedside um, care, you know, angling a patient's bed uh, to make sure that their lungs are kept clear from fluids, um, you know, what type of masks are most effective at protecting us from COVID-19. Um, it really is fascinating to learn about the world of research, and that is what really propels uh, healthcare forward, right? That's how we learn new things. That's how we develop new treatments, new cures, and prevent diseases from happening in the first place. Uh, it's so, so important, and I know it's complex, um, but when you talk to the researchers, they're so great about explaining why their study is so important. Um, and again, yeah, there's lots of information on uh, ca. Also on the hospital's website under research, you can learn about the programs underway. Another funding priority, and I think you mentioned this uh, earlier, is uh, the future of care, which includes robotics. That is awesome. That that's incredible. Uh, the technology today that uh, they've got for this uh, robotics, how they're doing surgeries, and I know some people that had some surgeries done. Uh, I'm not sure what surgery it was, but it, it's just like it, it is. It is a remarkable difference yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, that's amazing. Technology, um, and they're also doing uh, robotics in uh, partial knee replacement. Yes, um, which is uh, changing people's uh, gait, and they're able to learn to walk so much quicker after because they're only taking out that part of the knee that is arthritic that is damaged. Rather than re- doing a total joint replacement, they're able to do a partial one um, and leave more of that, uh, you know, your original knee intact, which is always going to make you able to recover faster. Um, but yeah, actually, the last uh, surgery that. Um, Dr. Wael Hannah just performed was the first uh, fully robotic esophagectomy, uh, which is an esophageal cancer uh, procedure with a robot. And uh, he was, it was the first fully robotic one in Canada. Wow. Uh, the man's currently uh, cancer-free. Uh, remarkable story uh, and just incredible work going on there to kind of, again, operate on those cancers that were previously, you know, uh, so inoperable and, and, and so deadly. So, uh, yeah, pleased to see and to be a part of funding that, for sure. That's absolutely amazing. And that amazing story is happening right here in our city. One more segment to come, and we will bring you details of what St. Joe's Healthcare Foundation is cooking up for June, as well as the Golfy Grads 
signs go green. Latest news. Stick around. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Pleased to be joined once again by Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax's Scarpman Realty, the Golfy team. And our special guest today is Carrie Trembinski, VP of Communications and Community Engagement at St. Joseph's Healthcare Foundation. Big news coming out of the foundation, and that is a new fundraiser. What's going on? Yeah, we're thrilled to be launching our June jackpot 50-50, just like it sounds. Um, 50% of ticket sales will make up a jackpot that starts at over $9,000, and then 50% uh, will go back to the hospital to fund patient care and research and equipment. So, yeah, we're really excited to be launching that. How do people get involved? Well, you can buy tickets online at stjoeslottery.ca. Um, there's a couple ticket packages to choose from. Um, so you get 10 tickets for $10, 40 for 20 160 for 40 or your most chances to win is uh, 300 tickets for $60. So it's super accessible. Um, you know, in the past, our jackpots have been upwards of $55,000. So, you know, it's a great prize and a great way to give back to St. Joe's as well. What's that the- is awesome. That's actually pretty reasonable, those ticket prices. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. What's, yeah, uh, so there's an early bird prize. Oh, sorry, Rick. Uh, I was just going to say, what, what does the money go to? Is there a specific project you're looking at? Yeah, so um, they will help to fund that CT suite project we talked about in the last segment, um, as well as equipment purchases for the hospital. We kind of work really closely with hospital leaders to say, what is it that you need, and then direct those funds right to the equipment they need the most. And a 50-50 contest, lottery, however you want to call it, is really a win-win because everyone at the end of the day is contributing to a great cause, and ultimately the winner actually wins something. And, uh, you know, we're improving our healthcare system at the same time. So kudos to you and everyone at the foundation for thinking about this and continuing on with it. Well, thanks so much for having me on and for talking about it. We do think it's a great opportunity, a win-win, as you said. So good luck to everybody who plays. And did you have a goal in mind? Yeah, well, we'd love to see it get, you know, I mean, obviously, I think everybody who plays would love to see it get as big as it can. Uh, you know, we'd love to, to get to $50,000 or more. I think that's, you know, a great amount to be granting back to the hospital and a great prize for someone this June. Um, tickets are on sale until June 28th at midnight, and there's an early bird prize if you buy your tickets before June 14th at midnight of awesome. $1,000 cash. And again, that's you can awesome. go to uh, Ca. Yeah, good luck to all those who participate. I'll be grabbing a couple of tickets for sure. That sounds amazing. Uh, let, <laughs> let, yeah, no problem. Let's end with uh, Golfy Grad Signs Go Green. It's it's that time of the year where graduates are celebrating, and this is a great way to celebrate, Rob. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're putting grad signs out there right now, and I know people are graduating this month. And uh, so all you have to do, this is great for especially, uh, you know, uh, kids that are graduating kindergarten and grade eight and parents can, you know, just show some appreciation that, uh, that these kids, you know, hit a milestone. So you can order your, your free lawn sign, uh, of any grad, like kindergarten, grade eight, grade 12 and post-secondary. If you take a picture 
uh, with with uh, of, of your child in front of the sign and post it on social media, tagging the golfy team. You have a chance uh, to win some great prizes. You, you must uh, uh, go on a social a golfy social media site now. Some of the prizes are uh, a tw- a two hundred dollar gift card uh, to Toys R Us, a five hundred dollar Visa card, uh, and also uh, two one thousand dollar checks were given are going to be given to the older grads uh, for uh, for you know for their future education. The best part about our campaign is that uh, with every sign ordered, our team donates to have a tree planted in Ontario. We will be donating the, organiza- uh, the organization called uh, One, uh, One Tree Planted. Our goal is to plant 500 trees in Ontario. So everybody, order your grad signs. We'll try to get that to you within the two to three days that you order it, and uh, we'll put it right on your front lawn, and then we'll give you details what we're doing in, in, about the, the, the tree planting um, uh, in Ontario. That is another so, great win as well. Give us a call. Give us a call. Yeah. How's the response been? It's been great. Every day we're we're putting out uh, grad signs uh, uh, every single day, and uh, yeah, the girl comes in and she's got a list of of them, and they're from uh, Hamilton, Halton, Niagara, everywhere. So we're putting uh, we're putting a lot of signs out. So it's pretty cool. It's uh, kids. You know, it's nice to see when you drive home. You know, you got hey, I, my my child uh, is a grad here. And it yeah. says uh, 2022 grad lives here. And do you have a deadline yeah. uh, to to get a sign? Um, I don't think there's a, a deadline. I, I think it. Uh, I, I actually don't have that deadline a date here yet. But anytime this month, you can call. We're, we'll put it up. It doesn't matter. I mean, the deadline would be when uh, kids are finished school. I guess. <laughs> it I varies, guess so. right? Depending yeah. on whether they're yeah. yeah, what school they're in. And again, the deadline to contribute and get your tickets for the St. Joseph's Healthcare Foundation's June Jackpot Fifty Fifty Lottery is June twenty eighth. Head online to stjoeslottery.ca. And if you want to sell your home for top dollar, head to robgolfie.com and contact the Golfie team at 905-575-7700. Rob and Kerry, thanks for your time today. Great show as always, and thank you for listening to the Golfie Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.